Oh, hello friend. Come, join us by the fire. The story's about to begin. Hello everyone, and welcome back to Fireside Dice. I am your host, Jens Anderson, and joining to me, joining me today is our lovely cast of characters. Started off by... Hi, I'm Emma. I play Levin, the merfolk monk. I almost forgot my class there for a minute. (laughs) It's going to be a good day. Oh yeah. Hi, I'm Balfour. I play the dwarf fighter cleric. Josh? Josh. I am yep. Josh, and I play Balfour, <laughs> yes. In that order. Yeah, I'm Balfour, and I play the dwarf in Spider- <laughs> he's, he's too in character, we've lost him. I'm Riley, and I play Suri, the warlock. And I'm Skylar, playing Bartholomew, the bard. So, last time, I was... I, I don't want to say flat-out cruel, but the party got back together, and then I split them back up again (laughs) because well suri's got a little bit of a warlock thing going on and her patron kind of took over longtime viewers might recognize this happening previously but this time it was very much more apparent as she thunderstepped away from the party and revealed a secret entrance in the moon silver temple i mean you say revealed really it was more like she blew up a statue but you know Yeah. Um, The party ended up discovering the ruins of a lost and ancient civilization, probably from the Dusk Flight of Angels and the Duskin Line, which were originally humans but have been converted into vampires, and found themselves going down the Lightning Helix, the first of the three challenges to the Dark Boar. And we left off with them at the bottom of the Lightning Helix and about to enter the Mist Vault Bridge. So what what does this bridge look like? So the bridge was at one point, you can tell that at one point it was made out of pure moon silver. And maybe not pure moon silver, but enough moon silver to keep it pure for as long as it has been. At this point, though, the thing is tarnished and it's hanging... The chains that held it up have long since rusted and collapsed, and so it's this one long arcing thing with the stalactites of the chasm hanging around it. And you guys are currently on a landing on one side of it, and you can see on the other side the door that Surrey went into last time, and that Bart tried to jump to last time. This bridge. You said it's been tarnished does it look dangerous to cross as in structurally stable yes it seems stable enough however you can tell that if you were to try and cross it it would likely cause the chains to rattle and perhaps even awaken once again those dead spirits that bart was stopped by last time other than the chance of waking up the spirits Is there anything about the bridge that indicates another form of danger to crossing it? Like, is there any traps or any reason besides waking the spirits that crossing this could be dangerous? Nothing that you can see. I think our biggest concern is just going to be not being overly noisy. 
And I mean, I think we can honestly do it pretty quietly. The issue is those chains. How long is this bridge? Give me a perception check. That's going to be 15. You can tell that this thing is over over 100 feet long. Somewhere between 100 and 200 feet. Okay. I was thinking about using silence. That's only 40 feet max, so... I guess we'll just have to be careful. Because we gotta get across. Yeah. So here's how this is going to work. Everyone's speed is roughly 30, unless you are, like... I mean, I know that Balfour's 25, and I know that Levin can go insanely far. Over 100 feet if she so chooses. Yes. If you would like to go slowly and stealthily, you can roll with advantage, but you only move at half speed. Okay. If you go at your normal speed, you'll just roll a normal amount of dice. If you'd like to dash, you can go twice as far, but you roll at disadvantage. I will say, if we do that, I can cast... I can use key to cast pass without a trace, which would help we would be able to add a plus 10 bonus to all stealth checks. If we'd be rolling at advantage, does that mean Balfour just does a straight roll because of his armor? Yes. Okay. So maybe that's what we do. We go slowly, stealthily, and I use pass without a trace just to give us all of the advantages that we can. That sounds good to me. Agreed. Cool. Okay. So first 15 feet. This is going to be a group stealth check. Just go ahead and tell me your totals. And we're doing this at advantage because we're going slow, right? Add advantage and add a plus 10 to your roll. Oh, thank goodness for the advantage. Everyone who got 15 or higher, go ahead and say so now. I. I forgot a 19. 24. All right. Second round. 15 or higher. Yes. 27. All successes. Hitting the 45 foot mark. Go ahead and roll your dice. Everyone get 15 or higher? Gotten at 20. Excellent. 37. 24. This pass without a trace is saving her butts. I'm just going to say that. Yep. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I've rolled two nat ones during this process so far. At the same time? No, not at the same okay. time, luckily. I'm grateful for the advantage, is what I'm saying. <laughs> Bart's going to keep an eye out, looking over the bridge and around, just looking for any signs of danger as we go. Because this feels a little too easy to him. Like It feels like he's missing something. Mm-hmm. At this point, if anyone gets a one on either of their dice, let me know. Oh, no. I don't like it. The DM is smiling. As soon as I said it, the dice invoked it. <laughs> Wait, did someone get a one? Casimir did. Oh no! Cool. Fun. That's awesome. I got 24. I got a 20. I got a 34. Does that make up for him? <laughs> what, what was your number on the dice? 17. Not quite. If you had gotten a 20, I would have said, okay. <laughs> then I'll let you know if I get a 20. I'll let the 20s cancel out ones. We can do that. Okay. So, okay. I have a handy dandy 20-sided dice that's... I'm using all of my tiny 
dice sets today, except for one. Because this is for the big consequences. Oh no. Ooh, I like this one. So, I need everyone to make a charisma saving throw. Nat 20! That's a 15 for Levin. 12 for Balfour. Okay. There's a... There's a certain level of mist that is on Innistrad just natively. And sometimes it burns off in the sun, sometimes it doesn't. Up to this point, the travel on the bridge has been completely clear. And as you get to the halfway point, the point where the bridge is at its very lowest, there's this supernatural mist that condenses around all of you. And Casimir says, Grandma Eva, is that you? And the mist dissipates, and you can see that Casimir has left. So the the mist has dissipated away now, and we're just are Casimirless. Yeah, it's just the three of you at this point. Okay, that's not good. Anybody see where Casimir went? I couldn't see anything in that mist. I think it ate him, which is unfortunate because. He is our guide, and he is the only one who knows what is happening down here. That is true. And this is all said quietly. I guess we have no choice but to continue. All right. Hope for the best. Let's go. Next 15 feet. Any natural ones, because I got a natural 20. Nope. Oh, wasted. Okay, let's keep it going. Coming down to the final stretches. Yeah, we're good. Natural 20. 25. Okay. And for this final stretch, because of how steep it is, this is going to be a DC of 20. 25. 27. <laughs> oh, no. 20. Oh. Oh, barely. Oh. I rolled a 10. Pass without a trace. <sighs> so, based off of Casimir's descriptions, you had the lightning helix, the mist vault bridge and the final step to the dread war was the mirror gallery so let's see what happens because you're currently at another small landing just on the other side of the bridge and you can see that there is a hallway that leads into the stone here there's another hallway you said Mm-hmm. is it dark yes I'm trying to recall, did Casimir, did he give us any description of what the mirror gallery is, or he just name-dropped? I name remember name-dropped, he, yeah. he doubted that even this part existed. So he might have been your guide, but he was completely lost at this point. Okay. So since it's dark, Bart is going to cast Dancing Lights and send him into the hallway to light the way and make sure that there's nothing hiding in there waiting for us. Bart, as you cast that, I want you to roll a percentile for me. Stupid spirits. 73. As the spirits seem to recognize that magic is being cast, there's a beam of light that comes in from an entrance of the chasm up above you. And that beam of light is suddenly broken as something swoops down into the chasm itself. Levin's immediately on guard. So is Bart. And... This personage comes down, opens up a pair of lustrous white wings, 
and you can see hovering there above the bridge is one of Innistrad's angels. Bart's hand is on the hilt of his rapier, but he hasn't drawn it yet. After everything we've been hearing about the angels lately, he is very suspicious. Is there any, like, evidence of ill intent towards us from the angel? Like, is she coming in hot and fast like she's going to attack us? Or is it more of a, I have arrived and I am here for you kind of, like... Roll an insight check. 21. It seems to be more of the latter. More of a, I have arrived and... There's an air of authority to this one. Okay. Balfour's a little in shock because this is the first time he's ever seen an angel. And as this angel is hovering above the bridge, it looks at your party and says, Who has awakened me from my slumber? As far as we know, none of us, but we haven't seen anyone else here, so in theory that was us. When were you awakened? Two minutes ago, a little bit longer, because we did hear a scream. We had a uh, friend smash open a statue head, and there was, if I recall correctly, a scream. And as you say friend, the angel's eyes instantly look in through the door and says, There is evil afoot. I will fight with you, but we must go now. Do we get a name at all? This is Lucilla. So not to be overly skeptical, but how do we know you're who you say you are? I have been called by the spirits who guard the Dark Boar in response to your acts of valor and in response to the awakening of Withengar. If you seek to find your friend alive at the end of this hall, we must go. Seems clear enough to me. We're going to make our way down the hall. Yep. Okay. So, Suri, this is where we're going to cut to you. Uh Uh-oh. And go through what you've been through for this whole time. Back in the Moonsilver Temple, you had that initial feeling from Withengar of, we need to take care of business, and we need to do it now. And up until this room, you've been only along for the ride as Withengar jumped in your body down the lightning helix, almost breaking your legs. As he ran you across the bridge without any thought or regard for the binding chains and the unquiet swarming of the ghosts that were there. At some point, your hand grew into not a full tentacle, but got this toothy maw inside of your palm. Oh. Which is still there, as when you entered the mirror gallery, Withengar was confused. It started running up to the mirrors, and at some point, a voice answered back to him, saying... This is your darkest reflection. You may not enter. At which point, a second copy of yourself came through the mirror, grabbed your hand, and came through. And you are now on the ground at one hit point near the center of this room. Oh. 
with Withengar standing above you and your dark copy looking like it's ready to kill. The first to go is Withengar, who sees you all come in. Is Withengar physically there, or is he just reflected in the mirror? You can see as you come into the room, each one of you is there twice. Because there's you coming in through the hallway, but there also seems to be other versions of you coming out through the mirrors themselves. You can see an alternate. You can see two Surreys inside. You can see a second Bart coming out of one of the mirrors, a second Baffer, and a second Levin. And so, Withengar is very much here. And seeing you, Bart, says, "You took her from me." Withengar comes in with one of like these. It's like a hook claw that comes off of his forearm as he just pummels into you. 24 damage to Bart. Okay. Off of the first attack. Which the second one misses. However, he gets two more. This time with his fists. One hit and one crit. Okay! No... Five damage for the first hit. Okay. 18 damage for the second. I'm picturing that as Withengar like rushes Bart and slams into him, the force of his attacks like crushes Bart into the wall of the chamber and he just crumples to the floor. No. I'm down. That was quick. And as that happens, you can see that the second copy of Bart in the back of the room also collapses to the ground. Lucilla is next. And she's going to come up and go to the other side of Bart. And as she goes over Bart's supine corpse, she reaches down and you can see this holy light goes around Bart. And he gains 20 HP back. But you can see that the dark copy of Bart also gets back up. Suri? Oh, I was thinking about what I wanted to do that whole time, and I still don't know. <laughs> but, you know, considering I'm at one health, I should probably uh, fix that. Who's that nearest to me on, like, the the top right? That's a dark ver- That's a different version of yourself. Suri, I want you to roll an insight check as you look at this one. Okay. I got a 12. Sir, you can see your own pain reflected in the eyes of this other version of yourself. That same desire to know what happened to your father. That same drive to succeed at the casting that you were starting to learn when he last left. That same regret as you have from when you first found Withengar. Can I cast Banishment on Withengar? You can certainly try. <laughs> I, I, don't oh, know. No. I don't know how I feel about that. <laughs> Would you like to? Hmm. I have, I have a feeling this is going to burn one of my spell slots on a legendary resistance, but... <laughs> <laughs> what would Suri do? 
Uh, this is... Yeah, actually, she would try this in this moment, because... I... I, I assume she saw him go over, like, she may have heard a little bit of this, hap what's happening. Yeah. Yeah, I'm gonna try it. Cool. Even with advantage, it would fail, but legendary resistance. Okay, well, we got one of them. <laughs> That's right, you know what? That's okay. Gotta knock him down somehow. And Suri, you're... You just stood up, right? Do you want to move at all? Uh, did I see my clone do anything when I cast that? Not yet. Oh. Oh, man. Okay, I'm just gonna... I think I'm gonna try using the rest of my movement to get closer to the party. Okay. Do you want to try and not get in range of Withengar? Uh, yeah, if that's possible. If you do that, you will get into range of Dark Levin. Actually, you know what? Take me up to Withengar. <laughs> right behind him? Yeah, I'll, uh, yeah I'm down. Okay. And with that, your dark self is going to go. It's going to go to the very back of the chamber, and it's going to cast Eldritch Blast. <laughs> Which is literally exactly what I do have done in every fight other than this one up until this point. <laughs> Suri, you feel two sharp stabs of pain right between your shoulder blades, and as you're running up to the party, you collapse at zero hit points. Yeah. What happens to the mirror, Suri? It also collapses. Okay. Baffer, it's your turn. Levin, you're on deck. So Suri just collapsed in front of me? Yep. How many feet away is Withengar? Withengar is directly in front of you. If you were to get to the point where you could touch Suri, it would be five feet of movement. So is Withengar inside of Suri, are we saying? Or are they separated at this they point? They are separate. Okay. Balfour is going to cast a second level Guiding Bolt at Withengar. Okay. Because they are in melee range, it is, I believe, uh, a disadvantage. You can take a five foot step back. Yeah, we'll go ahead and do that. So just back up a little bit out of range, out of melee range. Is that going to give him an attack of opportunity? Yes, but he's not going to use it on you. Okay. Balfour's going to back up five feet and cast Guiding Bolt at second level. Okay. Spell attack. 22 to hit. That'll hit. It's going to be 14 damage. Not as much as I hoped, but not bad. Okay. Buffer. This other version of you has a bloodlust to its eyes and says, Where's my brother? As it charges at Lucilla. It's going to go ahead and attack, and it's going to go reckless for this. Does not hit Lucilla as she just backs barely out of the range as the axe that this guy has, which... Yours is curving, mechanical, very ornate. And this one seems to be built for battle and of a different sort of design. One that you recognize from your childhood imaginings as, the, as this axe scrapes against Lucilla's armor. With that, there is a second attack and that will hit Lucilla. 
With that, Levin, it goes to you. I have nothing I can do to take care of Suri. So I would like to move um, 5, 10, 15. I, I would like to get into flanking. So opposite... Opposite Lucilla? Yeah, yeah, that'll work. Opposite Lucilla. I'm going to use my spear two-handed and attack with Angar. So the first one is a 10. I'm assuming that doesn't hit. Uh, the no. second spear attack is a 22. That will hit. I am going to use Flurry of Blows. First of all, I'll resolve the damage from that spear. Okay. So that is six piercing damage. And your Oof. monk weapons count as magical, correct? Or is it just your... It's just when I punch. Okay. Okay. So after striking him with the spear, I'm assuming it does not is not as effective as I would expect it to be. Yes. Okay. Levin will make note of that and remember that for later. And then flurry of blows. Here we go. One, two. That first one is a 27. That's a crit. Natural 20. That's going to be 13 damage in total. And then I am going to spend another key point to try and do stunning strike. Okay. With that last, with the punch that hit. And that doesn't count as a magical effect, does it? Mm-mm. What's your save DC? It's a 15, I believe it's constitution saving throw. 16. Oh, dang. Even if he had failed, I was maybe hoping for it to burn through a resistance, but... All right, well, that's what I... I was rolling with advantage. Yes, because you're flanking. In that case... <sighs> you're not gonna believe this, Jens, but I got three natural 20s. <laughs> what? So, one of them was resolved as a full hit. Um, so I won't worry about... We won't retcon that. But one of them was a natural 20 where it was a miss in the first place because I forgot I was rolling with advantage. If you don't want to do take care of it, no, I, I'm happy to take that fault and we I'm, can move I'm on. honestly, I'm like, I, I feel like that deserves something because rolling three nat twenties in a row. Here, I'll take a screenshot. Is crazy. Like that's. I'm sending it to the group chat now. I have the proof. <laughs> because of three natural twenties, we're gonna give you the extra damage, and we're gonna say that Withengar failed and is stunned for a round. Okay. Yeah, that works. We probably need it. <laughs> okay, cool. No legendary resistance, no rerolls, nothing like that. Give me your damage. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So that first natural tunny, so that'll be that was with a spear. One D eight. So it's at least twelve. And then roll another D eight. That's gonna be fifteen for that very first natural twenty. And another eight points of damage. And he is stunned. Yes. Okay. Levin, yeah, Levin just moves in and goes to town. And as as you go to town, you are feeling really good about yourself. And then you feel something wrapping around your neck from behind. Okay. And you hear whispering in your ear your own voice saying, Why did we leave? And it's going cool. to attempt to grapple. So I need you to roll athletics or acrobatics. 24. As you tuck underneath, is there anything that you'd like to say to your doppelganger? You don't know anything. We were promised adventure. 
And we got it. But at what cost? Shut up. Bart, it goes to you. So Bart is conscious, but still on the ground. He can see that Surrey went down, right? Yes. So his first instinct at seeing her collapse, he's gonna yell out to her and say, Surrey, your story is, does not end here. And he's gonna cast Healing Word. Oh my. 17 points of healing. He is going to half movement, stand up, draw his rapier, and he's going to move around Withengar as far as his 30 feet will let him to try and get next to Suri. Well, because you're standing, it is 15 feet. 15 feet, so that's yeah. That's just enough movement to get over to where Suri's at. Okay, and then he'll take the dodge action. Okay. Withengar is currently stunned as you see that Levin has gone and probably hit like one of the vertebrae and has knocked his key out of alignment. It is Dark Bart's turn. Dark Bart heads over to Dark Suri, looks down at her, just like my daughter, and he's gonna hold up his hand, and there's gonna be a couple of darts that come out of his hand at, probably at you, Bart. So the first one misses, going wide, and the second one also misses shattering the pillar a little bit behind you. But it seems as though this version of Bart couldn't stand the loss of his family and in turn made the same sort of dark deal. With that, it goes back to Withengar, stunned. So Lucilla, Lucilla is currently not in the best of positions, but they are flanking with Levin. So they're going to take this opportunity to attack. And we'll find out how much damage they do next time on Fireside Dice. Thank you all for listening to this episode of Fireside Dice. This podcast is produced by Realms of Roleplaying. Intro and outro music was created by Alexander Nakarada of Serpent Sound Studios, and all other music and sound effects was created by Monument Studios. If you enjoyed what you heard today, please give our show an honest review on your podcast platform of choice. And for more behind-the-scenes content and updates for the show, follow us on Instagram at FiresideDicePod. We'll see you all in the next episode. It seems as though he has been carried away by the mists in an eerie interlude. The mists sound like a train. <laughs> I was trying so hard to get into character, figuring out what Levin was going to do. And then the mists sound like a train. <laughs> I can't control trains. I think we just found the end of episode funny bit. Oh. I'm sorry. No, you're uh, fine. It was, that, was, that was golden. Are you kidding me? That was amazing. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, Fantasy Name Generator has hilarious superhero and supervillain names. <laughs> like uh, The Mortal. The Mortal. Amulet Man and Keg Girl. <laughs> those are pretty awful 
Honestly, that pair I like of them. three sounds like like college age superheroes who are in like like sister brother fraternity sororities that just like, hey, we got powers. What should we do with them? <laughs> <laughs> You're so right. <laughs> I'm You're right. Man. I wear the shark tooth necklace all the time. Dude, have you ever thought about the mortality of man? <laughs> I, they were all a- wasted when they came up with their names. Yeah, no. She's just really good at doing keg stance. <laughs> yeah, that, that's what I was imagining too. Like She always shows up mm-hmm. with a keg and then stands it all. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 